episode of A Pastor and His People. I'm Pastor Dave Keene with the Park Baptist Church. Uh, this is a podcast uh, to help us get to know one another better, uh, also to hear how God is moving the lives of our membership so we can grow more in, in the Lord uh, together. Uh, today, today, I'm here with the Flaglers. Hello, guys. Hey. Hi. Uh, Rich and Lynn. Uh, well, first, l- let's just start with um, where you guys are from and how'd you meet? Uh, we're from California. Northern for a while, and then Southern the last 15 years. So you guys are both from Northern California? Okay. Yes, and we met in Northern California at uh, work. At work. We were computer, no, it wasn't computer land. It was, uh, yeah. So it was computer land. Was we'll the say name. computer land. <laughs> okay. changed to computer land. It originally was uh, Pactel Info Pactel Systems. Pactel Info Systems, that's Okay, right. okay. So uh, being growing up in uh, uh, California and then moving to um Rock Hill, South Carolina. That's a pretty big change, would you yes. say? Yeah. Yes. What was uh, some of the major changes that you experienced moving from you know California to the South? For me, it was the church it was my biggest change. I mean, I never thought I'd be going to church Wednesdays and Sundays mornings <laughs> and Sunday nights wearing a tie. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> California, people it's may not, it's very, very laid back. Right, so very relaxed. If you're not, if you, most people are in shorts and flip flops. Okay, I serve and, communion shorts in California. Yeah, <laughs> little, 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 little different, different culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, so you guys met uh, there at work. Um, and, well, how did you guys both become Christians? Lynn, how about we start with you? How did you become a believer? Well, I was raised Catholic um, until I was about 13. Made my first communion, confirmation, and about age 13, I decided that I didn't believe. A lot of what I was being taught, um, I knew that, you know, God was, the things I remember most about the Catholic Church growing up were that God was everywhere, that he heard and did. So it was kind of more of a scary thing than a relational thing. So, you know, like, don't do things because God is always watching. And so, um, you know, I knew there was a God and that he was also a loving God, but um, I didn't have a relationship with Christ so then after I left the church, it was probably, oh gosh, a long time. I'd go to church with people and, you know, but I never really was involved in a church. And I was um, 20, I guess I was about 22 or 23 going to Disciples of Christ Church and I was baptized there. But I can't actually say that's when, I mean, I knew then that I needed a relationship with Jesus, yeah. but I still wasn't quite there. I mean, like I kept saying, okay, Lord, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) And so actually I would say that when I really started walking with the Lord was when Rich and I got married, which was Mm. 31 years ago. And we got married. And one of the things that we talked about a lot as we were, you know, getting ready to get married with the pastor of the church there was that that needed to be the central part of our marriage. So that's when I believe that I really started walking with the Lord, spending time in the Word. You know, we were involved in the church. I sang in the choir. <laughs> hey, yeah. so you can sing? Uh, I used yes, to be able can. to sing. I, I don't think I sing as well anymore. But yeah, so that's probably, I mean, my I don't have that big conversion story. It was kind of a slow um, process. Just slowly the Lord was just softening my heart and think you know that just me surrendering yeah eventually was what happened amen rich how about you 
I, I grew up in an Episcopal church, so I always had, I had the concept of God. I can't say my, I grew up in a Bible-believing family, but I went to church, I, and then when I was in the sixth grade, once I was confirmed, we just kind of stopped going. Yeah. And then and when I was a freshman, I asked Christ into my life. and Freshman in high school? High school. Or high school. And, you know, I went to Young Life, went to Bible studies, went to church. When I got out of high school, uh, I pretty I think I was 19, 20 when I moved out. And then I stopped following the Lord. And um, I chose to live a different life. And, I mean, I know I was saved, but I wasn't yeah. living the life I should be living in from 20 to... 28 I was not walking with the Lord at all mm. and I didn't start walking with him until I was 28 1987 February mm. Amen. it's amazing when um, when we know that the seed of faith has been planted into our heart uh, by the Holy Spirit that when we don't live in a way that uh, is in, in accordance with the word we are not happy people Right, you know, and we, we try to be because we try to fill it with all these other things. I was there too when I was accepted Christ when I was 16 and then for, you know, four, four or five years kind of drifting and just miserable until the, until the time I just kind of repented of my sins and then trusted in, in the Lord. So uh, praise God for his, his repentance, you know. So, yeah. um, so Episcopal Church, Catholic Church. Southern Baptist Church, right? <laughs> how how in the world did God bring you to Park Baptist Church? Well, I don't know that we have ever really been interested in denominations. Ours was always knowing what that particular church believed. They were a Bible-believing church. And so um, the church that we just came from in California was an Acts 29 church. It had been at one time mm -hmm. a Southern Baptist church. Um, but they no longer were affiliated with Southern Baptist. Um, before that, it was an uh, American Baptist church where we got married. So we've gone to, and we've gone to um, non-denominational churches. Yeah. California is really big in non-denominational yeah. churches. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, oh, we need to go to a Southern Baptist church. Yeah. Um, we went to Remedy for a year. That was an Acts 29 church. And also a Southern Baptist church, and, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. And um, yeah. so... When we realized that Redmond really wasn't the place for us after we'd been there for a year, and um, you know we just tried really hard, but there was really not um, anyone our age even. Yeah. And so um, we decided we needed to start looking, and Dan and Kathy had come here, and we knew Dan and Kathy from Remedy, and so they had talked to us a few times yeah. about coming to Park, um, but my thing was I really didn't want to go to a church where I knew someone, and that was the reason why I was going. So we talked about it, and we decided we'd kind of look around. So we did. We went to a few churches and um, just never felt welcome. So one day, Rich said, you know, I just think we should try Park tomorrow. And I said, okay. So we came to Park, and it was totally different than any church we'd been in since the very first church where we were married. Um, and so I was a little hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we came, and... Everybody was so friendly, and everyone greeted us, and so we left that day, and we were about 
not even to Fountain Park, and Rich looked at me and he said, well, what do you think? And I said, I think we found our church home. Uh, <laughs> praise God. Yeah, I think it was just the friendliness. You really... sure it wasn't the hand-holding? <laughs> yeah, that was not my favorite part. You know, I really enjoy that. At first I didn't. Yeah. But now I just find that it just brings us closer together. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of one of those things that kind of, it kind of grows on you. It does. Time. Yeah. Yeah. At first I wasn't too sure, but now I think if we stopped doing it, I would complain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys have been super uh, uh, useful in the life of the body. God has just kind of called you here and uh, you have been serving left and right. What are some of the ways that you serve the church uh, here at Park? Well, I'm a deacon. It's been, what, five, six months? Yep. And um, now I'm on the personnel committee. I come Tuesday nights. I try to come every Tuesday night and meet Dan, Dan Mast here, and we fix something. Fix something, whether it's a plumbing issue, electrical issue, or <laughs> yeah. something. We're here yeah. doing something like it's that. It's like engineering training. Once it gets better outside, I'll start working out in the yard and because you love gardening. I do like gardening. Yeah, I like so, being outside. So if you ever go to your house, you'll see a beautiful garden and lots of, you know. Yes. You know once once well, the weather gets better, yeah, and yeah. I can get back outside, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, Lynn, how about you? Um, let's see. I, uh, I just started doing children's church once a month, and I do nursery one Sunday night a month, and I'm involved in the women's ministry. I'm in charge of the fellowship. I think that's what I do. Well, you guys do a lot of fellowship, right? Yeah, one of the we things, do a lot of fellowship. Yeah, well, one of the things I find uh, super encouraging as a pastor is when I hear uh, the people of God uh, opening up their home, bringing people in, and just getting to know one another and showing each other love uh, around the table, right? Uh, it's been said of Jesus that he was either going to a meal, at a meal, or leaving a meal. That was his ministry, right? This is the Son of Man came eating and drinking, right? That's... Yeah, I look think about you guys a lot. How have you used your home, or how did how did, how did like the Lord kind of develop that in your in your life, where you want to use your home so much to show Christ's love? Well, it's kind of what I love to do, and so when Rich became a deacon, um, we talked about how to get to know the people that were on his list, and so he said, "Well, why don't we start having a few over at a time?" And so. Um, we did that, but before that, we've had people from the church, and um, we we enjoy getting to know people. You've even had people live with you from the church. For yeah, the we church. did have <laughs> someone live with us. Our house is really—I mean, the house that we had in California, we could easily accommodate people. Our house now is pretty small. Yeah, but we and have people staying. We have, yeah, but it is a little bit yeah, more stressful. Yeah. But it was good. I mean, we enjoyed it, but it was just not. Uh, our house is really not conducive to having a lot of people over yeah, yeah. <laughs> for long periods of time. But, um, yeah, we just yeah. like to entertain. I like to have people over, and I love to cook, so works out. Amen. How about you, Rich? Well, actually, it's, it's Lynn who encourages for people to come over and stay. I'm more of the introvert, and I'm just thinking, oh, man. But once they're here, once they're there, I really enjoy it. It's just I'm not... As opening as Lynn is, yeah. she wants people over. Yeah. She's always inviting people over. Well, you're gracious because there's a lot of men who are introverts and they would prefer people not come over. So grateful that you I always enjoy it. I'm just yeah. not the one that's got the idea to yeah. 
Let's have someone come over. Well, it's, it's amazing when you, when you do break bread with people and you have them in your home, you just get to know them at a whole different level. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know that the last event you had with all, all your folks from your Deacon family um, list, oh my goodness, they just were raved about it. You know, people from 23 to what, 80, 82, 80, 82 well, you know, yeah. so pra- praise God for uh, and It's for, great for that. to just, that's what one thing I do enjoy is we 25 to 80. And we just all have something to talk about and learn from each other. Yeah. Well, so I know that, you know, coming to Park Baptist Church, different than when you, maybe when you expected, right? As my wife always says, you know, Park Baptist Church, we're so uncool, we're cool. Kind of true. How has God used our church to encourage uh, your walk uh, in faith? Well, for me, it's, it's helped me get out of my shell of, oh, I can't do that. That's just not the type of person I am. But I've really been encouraged by the strength the body has given me to uh, to show that I can be out there. I can visit people. I can love on people. And um, I can just show, you know, God's love. Amen. And I never thought I really could do that. I thought I was just more of the type that can pull the weeds and do that kind of stuff yeah. to serve. And I wouldn't have to, you know really get out there and serve people. Yeah. And I think that's what I've learned from Park. Amen. How about you, Miss Lynn? I think what I find the most amazing um, is the young people. I just am just so encouraged by how strong their faith is, how um, they're just, I don't know, they're just awesome guys and gals. And so when they're gone in the summertime, it's sad to me when I look across the aisle and a lot of them aren't there. <laughs> and I love, yeah. I love when they're all here, you know, like Sunday when they all sang. I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah. You know, there's not, I mean, sometimes I think, okay, God, am I bragging? But there really are not a lot of churches that have that many young people that are really, really loving the Lord. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, it's amazing to me. Yeah. Well, it's amazing sometimes for me. Sometimes as a pastor, I have to pinch myself because when you're, you're you see this all the time, you can almost take it for granted. And my goodness, I never want to be one who takes it for granted because God really is doing a wonderful work. Um, you mentioned this uh, just to me uh, a couple of months ago. We had our first uh, kind of joint service with the Lord's Supper uh, with Amazing Grace, right? And both of you had kind of a um, an emotional reaction to that. Maybe any any thoughts, comments there? Well, I'm an emotional person, so no. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's probably three out of the four Sundays where I cry over something. That's just my thing, and always it's mostly happy stuff. I don't cry nearly as much for sad stuff. Okay. Um, but I just felt like when I looked at just the diversity of the people, you know, and how. We just all seem to fit together. And the only way we can do that is through the Lord. I mean, because we come from such varied, you know, uh, economic, uh, you know, ethnic, um, cultural backgrounds. And yet we can all be together. And it was like, even though I didn't understand the words a lot of times, you can, it's almost like you're there and you're hearing them, even though you're really not, you know, the Lord's putting that all in your heart. And it's amazing to me how it can happen. And he can, he can only make that happen. I think for me, I don't want to go to a church where everybody looks like me. I want to go to a church where there's different colors, different languages, 
and we're just all, even if we don't understand each other sometimes, but we're all here to love love the Lord. Now, has that always been there? Or is that, does something happen like to kind of bring that up in you? I think it's, I don't know. I think it's always been there, but it's, we've never really gone to a church like that. And when I saw the opportunity when we came here with Amazing Grace, I just thought, this is just great. I hope that we do merge together and we can show other churches that, yes, it doesn't matter what color you are. Yeah. We can praise the Lord together. Amen. Because we went to, well, no, no. Well, that's good. Uh, wise, wise move, uh, friend. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things you guys do that you guys really great fellowship with your Sunday school class. How has that Sunday school class and kind of building, kind of a, a group of friends and relationships help kind of foster your growth in the Lord? Well, I think that um, when we first came here, that was really our first um, way of getting to know people. Which and, usually is right. Yeah. I, I remember mm-hmm. talking to even Joe Green, who's now in your class. He says, "If I ever moved." first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a church and join a Sunday school class. Yeah. Right. And so I think, you know, in all the churches previous to this one, um, it was small groups and that was the, the group. But the thing I like so much, I guess, more about having our Sunday school group is it's not exclusive. Like the small groups, pretty much you really only had relationships with those people. And so, you know, you were in, like, the group that we were in for eight or nine years, we were all fairly same age, fairly in the same, you know, part of our life, and we were very close, and we loved each other, and we prayed for each other, and we, you know, tried to take care of each other, but it was just our group. And I think the thing that I like here is even though our Sunday school class is great, we do a lot of things that involve more than just our Sunday school class. You know, we do social events. The women's ministry is, you know, women, any woman that wants to be involved. And so I think it's a jumping point, and it was the way that we got to get to know people well, and um, we continue to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't done as much lately because we've had a lot of sickness with with Gary and his hearing, and then Hope being not well, and then other people in our class. So we haven't done as much social stuff as we did last year. But it'll come. I think once the weather gets a little better, too, it's been kind of a rough winter. Yeah, it's been kind of a rough winter, very wet. So uh, I do want to talk a little bit about your, I mean, we all know you as kind of retired flagglers, right? Like the retired flagglers may be different than the working flagglers. What did did you guys do uh, vocationally? Um, I I was in warehousing, which the fancy word is 3PL, but um, I... We would, I sold, let's see, I distributed pet food, candy, toys. I would have large warehouses, 300, 400,000 square feet full of product that I shipped all around the world. And I did that. When I got out of high school, I started in groceries, and that's just what I've always done. Okay. And then I, before I retired, I was just managing instead of out there pulling all the product. <laughs> yeah, that works, that works. Yeah. Uh, well, I went to school to be a preschool teacher, and for years I didn't do that. Um, I did home daycare, and then I went to work um, in distribution. That's how we met, um, and did that for years, and then decided I didn't want to do that anymore. It was too stressful, so went um, 
back to teach. I did actually start teaching preschool at that point. Went back and I had was two uh, classes away from getting my AA. So I went back and got that. And then I was a director of a preschool for a little while at a church. Um, and then, let's see. I worked at a uniform store when we moved to the, the desert. Um, I tried to retire, and it just didn't work for me. So I decided uh, I'd get some small job, and I had a friend who owned a uniform store, so I went to work for her. And I worked there for eight years, and it was never part-time. I worked 40 hours <laughs> from the time I started. And um, finally, it just got to be I wasn't happy there anymore. Yeah. I didn't really need to work financially, and so I decided to quit. Um, I quit on Monday, and on Thursday... My mother came to live with us. So I had a new job. The Lord provided yeah. me with a new job. My mom was getting um, older. She'd been ill. She'd been in the hospital mm. a few times, and she just couldn't live by herself anymore. Yeah. So um, I was retired for three days, <laughs> and then the Lord brought my mom to live with us. And so then I had a new job. And so for the last uh, three years of her life, she lived with us. Mm. Yeah. One of the things I want to encourage those of you who are listening you guys are a great example of um, folks who have retired and then taken your time and your energy, the strength the Lord's given you, to continue to serve Him, right? You know, not to say, okay, now I'm retired, I don't have to work, right? It's almost like I'm retired, now I get to do more work for the Lord, right? And I'm just so grateful for that example that you're, that you're setting. Uh, outside of your church here, uh, the work that you do here at the church, you also work with uh, doing work at the uh, clothing closet as well as the, the New York the Free Clinic. clinic. Yeah. yeah. York County Free Clinic. Yes, let me, let York make sure, County. Let me make sure I, I clarify <laughs> yes. that um, for all who are listening. Right. Um, any any encouragement there? Any comments there? Well, I have not really had much experience with a free clinic. Um, I've known you know people. The York Free Clinic. York County. Any free clinic. Yeah. I've not yeah. ever really. This is my first experience with one. But the things that I've heard from people over the years that have had to use free clinics have not very been very favorable and I can say honestly that this clinic here is amazing I mean the people are treated so well it's beautiful it's clean I mean Rich walked in the other day and he'd never been inside there and when I got home he's like that's a really nice place yeah it doesn't seem like a free clinic no, no. and I, nice. so the people that come in have dignity you know they're treated well and I think that's just a testimony to how wonderful you know, it is to have the people that can love someone, you know, and uh, a lot of these people are, you know, are homeless, live in shelters, you know, some have jobs, but they're just, you know, have no insurance, have children. I mean, it's very sad and it really makes you aware of how well off you are, not just financially, but physically and emotionally. So. It's been a really good, I, I love going there. I get excited when I get to go. And I have to get up early. I have to be there at 8. So. <laughs> and the clothing closet has been a good thing. Um, Rich and I were in charge of the clothing closet at our church in California. So when we moved here, I was looking for something to do. And our next-door neighbor at the time was going to Oakland Baptist. And she said, oh, we have a clothing closet. And they're always looking for people. And you don't have to be a member of the church. So that's how I started working there. And um, I like that, too. I, I actually work on Wednesdays, which is a distribution day. So we have clients come in on those days. Right. And that's another, um, you know, it's also a very nice place. The clothing is nice. People are encouraged. So, yeah. you know, I love doing that. And I like community outreach. I like seeing um, 
things happen in our community that are good. Amen. Amen. Well, how can we be praying for you guys? My prayer request would be that I would be bold. I have a real hard time sharing the gospel with people. Mm. And so I pray every day that the Lord would give me boldness and give me opportunity. Um, you know, we have a lot of family members that um, we're able to talk to, but even that's difficult sometimes. So yeah. that would be my prayer, that I could just be bold in sharing the gospel. Okay. And I think for me to continue to serve here at Park, that as I grow, I become more outgoing. Because sometimes, like, I mean, Wednesday night, sometimes I sit there thinking, I really should say this, but then I hold back. Because I just want to be able, as I grow, to, to you know, just get closer to people, talk more. Amen. That's what I really, I, I know I need that. Well, just know that you are dearly loved uh, by Park Baptist Church and uh, its pastor. So dearly love Park Baptist Church. When we were gone for that month, we would look at each other and say, we're having a great time, but we sure miss our church. Oh, amen, amen. Well, let me let me let me uh, offer a word of prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you for your grace, um, for saving uh, Lynn and Rich. Uh, we thank you that they have set their hope on Christ and His death and His resurrection as their only hope for salvation. Father, we pray that you would make Lynn more bold uh, to share that great good news with others. Father, we pray that you give her opportunities and you just make them clear that people would even ask her. Uh, why she's doing what she's doing, and she's be able to clearly say, because Jesus died and rose again. And we pray for Rich. Lord, we pray that you would continue to make him bold, uh, to share himself with others. God, we thank you so much for how you've already grown him in the life of the body. We pray that you would do so more and more, uh, that he can just continue to serve faithfully here. Father, we thank you for all the things you're doing in our church. We pray your hand would be upon, uh, upon her, and that we would continue to reflect your glory well. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm.